Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth podcast, a podcast about exploring the travel lifestyle. I'm Justin Castle calling in from New York City, New York. And I'm Mike Margulies calling in from Chiang Mai, Thailand. We're also being joined today by Alex Jimenez uh, from TravelFashionGirl.com. How's it going, Alex? Welcome. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited. Yeah, me <laughs> too. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Um, Thank you. And we understand you're also a, uh, an enthusiast about audiobooks. Um, and you, ha- you recommend taking them on trips, just, you know, if, any books you've read before, perhaps, and yeah, what's, get nauseous, for example. What, yeah, what's your tip? <laughs> Tell everyone your tip that you just told us. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, I love audiobooks because I get motion sickness, and they're, it's a great way for me to stay distracted and kind of read while I'm on a, like, eight-hour bus journey. So instead of reading and feeling ill the whole way, I have a couple of my favorite um, books that I've already read before. So they're The Celestine Prophecy and The Alchemist. And they're really uh, easy books. Oh, The Alchemist absolutely... is a good one. Yeah, I love them. And I always yeah. have them on audio because that way I have something fun that I'm familiar with. And it's a nice way to distract me while I have a long transportation journey. So totally recommend downloading a couple of books that you've already read before if you do suffer from motion sickness, and if not, well, why not? It's just another way, another mode of entertainment when you're on the road for hours at a time. <laughs> yeah, <Go> absolutely. <laughs> and lucky for our listeners, you can get yourself a free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast. Do it. So, yes. <laughs> All the cool. So, like, motion, if you get motion sickness or just want some entertainment, uh, that's a great resource for you right there. Take it from Alex. Uh, yeah, I'll so definitely be um, taking advantage of your free download for sure. Yeah. So yeah, check it out, guys. Uh, AudibleTrial.com slash WTE podcast. Um, so Alex, um, some more about, uh, back to you, um, your site, TravelFashionGirl.com, um, is basically to help, it's more so, I guess we're not the demographic, uh, Justin and I are not, <laughs> specifically, because <laughs> it tends to be targeted towards women traveling and helping, um, I guess, preparing for travels, um, you can maybe speak more about that because I get you. Were, I read in your about page a lot of the advice for say what to pack is oh take two pairs of shorts and six t-shirts and you thought that didn't really apply for for women. <laughs> exactly, that's more like you guys. I know, <laughs> right? With, that's with actually God. exactly what I have too. <laughs> yeah, like it's a, it's a typical male traveler's packing list is um, what two t- two quick dry short tees, two quick dry long tees one pair of convertible pants, and three pair of underwear. <laughs> and that doesn't exactly translate well for girls. Uh, you know, we mm. can't just flip our boxers inside out and call it clean for another day. <laughs> right. It just doesn't work out that way. Yeah, that definitely happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know it does for guys. <laughs> and, Sometimes um, I just, if I run out of underwear, actually, I just kind of like go without them. I'll just kind of free ball it. <laughs> yeah, we can't exactly free ball it. Um, right. You know, so, you Can know, you free okay. ovary? Possibly. <laughs> well, you know, we can, we can go commando for sure. It's personally not my favorite thing, but hey, some girls like it, some girls don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, because of you freeballing guys is why I rec- why I started creating this website because what works for guys doesn't work for girls. Is I found out on my um, the beginning of my travels in 2008 when I started traveling, you know, reading these packing lists, 
you know, I thought I was totally on point. I went to REI, bought the gear that I was supposed to, got these randomly odd-looking quick-dried tea things, mm-hmm. and found out that when I was in Auckland, New Zealand, that nobody out partying out at night in this really cool city was dressed like me. Oh, you know, and right. these convertible pants didn't exactly do anything for me as, you know, for my looks, for my outfits, for they weren't even cool. To, they weren't even functional for me to wear on what I was personally doing. So, mm. based on um, all these little fashion um, tragedies that happened to me while traveling initially, <laughs> I I then decided that I needed to warn all the women out there that this was not what they were supposed to do. If they, unless they wanted to, of course, <laughs> you know, it's always about up to the individual. But that there were right. other ways. So my right. mission was to inform them about how it really was when you were traveling, and you didn't necessarily have to f- um, follow a specific set of guidelines. But there were other options, and that's what I offer them. Gotcha. Mm. I see. So, yeah. So I, yeah, we have talked to many people who are using the same. I mean, obviously, Mike. Obviously, Mike's down to a few pieces of clothing. But we. Yeah, it's really easy as a dude, you know, just have a couple of shorts and shirts, and you can wear that anywhere. Shorts and t-shirts and sandals. Right. And you guys love convertible anywhere. pants. You guys absolutely I, love those. I don't know what that is. I don't have is. any convertible what, pants, what is, actually. What is a convertible <laughs> pant? Is you mean that, like the ones that like zip off from pants into like shorts or something? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, have, I don't have as any a guy, As a guy, you probably really love them. I like I guys sing praises. They touch them adoringly, hug them, kiss them. <laughs> they love their convertible pants because for them, the you know guys. Let's face it. Like we were just speaking earlier, you know, you think that you look bad, but you guys will always look good with grungy hair, a beard, and dirty t-shirts. <laughs> you know, they will never look bad. But girls do not look good with grungy hair, a beard, and dirty t-shirts. It's not <laughs> doesn't translate exactly the same way, you know. I see. I like girls with beards. It's, <laughs> <character>. <laughs> so you know, you know, if we don't want our beards to grow out, then we need to carry tweezers. So there, there's other things that <laughs> to take into consideration as women. So when we're traveling. I, so I wanted to, so I want to know, uh, so the key that we've, we've talked a lot about on the podcast about being lean, about chopping down your, your supplies and, and being, being minimalist as, as minimal, yeah, as minimal as possible. How, so how does, how does your, in your six years of travel, six plus years of travel, almost seven, um, how does it, how does that convert to what you're blogging about? How does, how does that apply? Well, just because you are a minimalist doesn't mean you have to look like crap, essentially. (laughs) Because it's not, you can pick the right three shirts. It doesn't have to be three quick dry tees, but it can be the three right shirts for that particular destination or for what you're doing. So I show women how to strategically pick their clothing um, in order for them to pack light, pack less, and pack smart. You know, you don't need to carry a massive suitcase, a massive backpack mm-hmm. with a hundred pieces of clothing to look good or to be prepared. You can be well prepared if you do your research, if you plan correctly, and if you just invest a little time in advance. And I show them my sneaky strategies to do all that. In fact, I actually have an, a new um, packing course that I'm launching November 1st called the 30 day travel fashion challenge where I'm going to walk women through that step, um, through that process for 30 days straight. And not only will it help them pack better when they're traveling, but it's also going to help them 
prepare better for their everyday lives. It's really tips that you can use um, every day. I'm sure you guys have this problem when you guys are traveling, right? Your outfits, <laughs> yeah. what are you going to wear for the yeah. next day? You know, how to mix wear? and match your colors <laughs> and prints. Yeah, Mike, you've got yeah. to, you've got to, you've yeah, got to date. For me, you... it's a much simpler, uh, very much simpler. Huh, what shirt do I feel like wearing right now? Exactly. How do you and choose? That's about yeah, the how whole do you decision choose? process. Well, you gonna... know, when you look, when you open up your backpack, how do you choose <laughs> your outfit for the day? Oh, um, uh, honestly, what I do, I just kind of, uh, look at the shirts that are, that are clean. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the test. I'm curious. Yeah, the sniff test, and then I'm like, all right, uh, that one. Well, do I want to you... go for the, the the brighter blue shirt today, or do I want to go for the, <laughs> the Chiang Mai shirt today? Right. <laughs> how, how the Chiang beer. How are you gonna? How are you gonna dress? You gotta. You got a date today. How are you gonna dress for that? What's yeah? What oh, that's do? right. I want to know how uh, that works. Yeah, yeah, we've been talking about Tinder the last like two episodes, so it's only fitting. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I actually did meet a girl on Tinder, um, and so. I'm going to meet up with her um, in like, I don't know, half an hour or so. The way I'm going to dress for this is exactly the way I'm dressed right now. I'm wearing <laughs> shorts and a t-shirt and sandals. <laughs> like that's, the thing is, that's actually like all the clothes that I own. I don't have, you know, I don't have like a button down shirt or like a polo shirt or I have some jeans actually, but it's too hot here in Chiang Mai to wear, you know, I would just wear jeans when it's cool outside or I have like a jumper I wear when it's cool. My, my clothing for for me, my clothing is just like, what is the weather outside? Uh, as, you know, um, yeah. If it's warm weather, it's shorts and a t-shirt, um, and you can get away with that, I think, as a dude. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, yeah. the weather really is, the weather is always number one with packing for girls as well. But for right. you guys, it's like a shape, and you know, bottom top, and it's the same shape. It doesn't really matter if it's clean, cool. It, put it together it works but for us there's just a few more details involved so it'll take you like what five ten minutes to get ready for your date yeah um you know maybe i'll go take a shower beforehand maybe (laughs) (laughs) there's no guarantee there's no guarantee (laughs) wow yeah i think I think i'm gonna go running from tinder guys if they are maybe (laughs) (laughs) oh man you're in chiang mai you're you know I do you do you put out put it out there that you are a long term traveler when you're going when you're on Tinder? You're like, hey, I'm I'm backpacking, may or may not. Are you asking me? Yeah. Um, well, you know, oh this kind of ties into something we, we were talking about um before the recording about how the the whole backpacking thing transitions into something more actually how you heard the top of the show actually we used to say this is a show about the backpacking experience and now we've kind of made it in it, the tag we used today was exploring the travel lifestyle i think and that's kind of the phase where i'm personally i think alex you can probably relate to this too where you know you kind of it begins as hey i'm backpacking and now i kind of view it as well you know this is more of like a lifestyle and yeah i'm upfront with that on a date or whatever but um yeah, for sure. I kind of said, you know, I, I told this girl a little bit on Tinder, like, oh, yeah, so I've been in Chiang Mai for a few months, and I'm going to go home for the holidays, and I'm probably going to come back. You know, I'm just, yeah, definitely upfront about that. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think, Alex, you you mentioned something, too, where uh, you had probably a similar situation, right, where you started off as sort of backpacking around and then kind of transitioned into a lifestyle, really. I think, yeah, it sounds like it's probably easier to go from backpacking a traveler or to um, a traveling lifestyle versus like holiday maker or going on vacation and then turning into a full-time traveler. Right. Or just 
one naturally backpacking kind of naturally transitions into, oh shit, this is my life. Because yeah. when you're going backpacking, you usually, oh sorry, I think I just um, cussed. Is that okay? Yeah, free speech. <laughs> yes. We're a free, free speech, speech podcast. podcast. <laughs> no worries. My bad. I'm sorry. You should no, curse more, honestly. It's totally good. Free speech. <laughs> Yeah, you know, when you're backpacking, it's addicting, and you see you're, you see the world in a whole different way. So you're free, you're not really on a time constraint, and you're just going with the flow of things, and going with the flow can turn into um, months, even years of traveling. So right. it does become your life, and at that point, it's, it is... It is a whole other process you have to go through after a while and, you know, figure out, is this my life? Is this my temporary life? It just opens up a whole new um, can of worms and things to think about and decide. It's a bit confusing at times, yeah. actually. Right. Yeah, it is. Like, I'm trying to, I struggle now to, like, just figure out, like, what to, what I am, you know, what's my identity? Like, I'm not a backpacker, <laughs> not quite, not quite an expat, you know? <laughs> um, it's like... Digital nomad or a long-term yeah. traveler? What 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 do you become? What is it exactly? Yeah, it's exactly. hard to put a title on it. And it's yeah, hard to explain exactly. to people as well. Like how do yeah, you... and, that, and that's and that's the problem I have, you know. So if you're asking like, what do I say to people that ask me, let's say a Tinder date or something? Like, well, what are you? So are you a backpack? Are you traveling here? Or that's the question you get, right? So do you live here or are you just traveling? And it is a hard question to answer because like, well, something <laughs> in the middle. Uh, and yeah. I was trying to like think of the word for it and. Uh, I had a conversation actually with um, recently with Becky Crouch, who was one of our old guests and who also happened to have been posting up in Chiang Mai. We we're like, what do you call that? We kind of landed on floating. Like, oh, I'm, I'm a floater. I'm floating here for the now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but it's, it's complicated. It. Yeah, it's hard to like explain exactly like what you're doing. Uh, well, that's your I, status. I it's like Facebook right, relationship. It's like your your living status. It's complicated. Right. It's not really yes. um, uh, yes. not committed. You're not like really dating. It's just complicated. Well, how that should be an option on Facebook when it's like, what's your current city? It's complicated. <laughs> yes, that should totally be it. I never know what to put. Oh, you could totally you could totally protest that, or uh, what is it? Get a get one of those uh, things together where people what I. A list. What's a it petition? called? Petition. Petition. That's <laughs> yeah, the petition word. Facebook. Petition Facebook. I tried putting on my Facebook like just something cute, you know, like Planet Earth as my currency. Right? You know, they won't. They don't let you do that actually. They. It's, that's do you think they, they do that for marketing? They make you choose an actual data? city. Twitter lets you say Planet Earth though. Right. So. That's <laughs> good. Should totally peti- petition that. I'm, I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg would 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 adjust that for people. You know, full time backpackers have to be they have to be at least several thousand in the world or. Tens of thousands. Yeah, that's the uh, backpacker. Well, then that's the thing. I don't want to put backpacker as my current city either, you know, because it's like, well, am I a backpacker now? Or like I've been in China. Well, you're not a backpacker months. now. You're living the travel lifestyle, aren't you? Yes. That's true. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so smart. So smart. Well, that's what it is. I'm just living the travel lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's it. You know. Well, uh, Alex, I wanted to, I wanted to know, like you you've been doing this for for a long time. Um, did you ever go back home or you just started you just started traveling and then just stayed out? Um, no, I used to basically go back home about every year, every year and a half, two years to go work mm-hmm. and then hit the road again. And also because I'm from L.A., it's in it's a, it's a really great stopover city. Like if I'm going from Central America to Asia, I have to go through L.A. Ah. So sometimes it's, it just makes sense. Or if Coachella is happening, I love indie music and I love going to music festivals Sweet. and Coachella, 
used to be one of the highlights of my year when I was when I was living in LA. So whenever I can sneak in a music festival, it's always a big plus. So I, mm. I do. Um, it's easy for me to stop in LA on the way in in my travels. Um, but yeah, I used to go there to work all the time before um, every so often. But now because I have my website, I'm doing the digital nomad thing. I'm now just working from my site essentially. Awesome. And that's- so your schedule of locations is based on music festivals. I wish. I wish. I did go to Glastonbury this year. That was That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. I've only heard I've never been to Glastonbury, but I've only heard good things about it. Oh my god, I can't believe. I've had tickets actually for for four festivals and it's really hard to get. And this was actually the first time I I did go. Where, but where? it was absolutely amazing. Obviously, yeah. Coachella is my always going to be my heart and my soul of a music festival because it's mm. home. But uh, Glastonbury yeah. was a whole other beast. It was just massive, unlike where, anything you've ever been to before. It's where, like there were uh, circus acts and oh like there were whole worlds. At nighttime, there were worlds. In daytime, there were worlds. There were worlds within a world. It was, it was <laughs> Inception style. <laughs> yeah, actually. It was totally Inception on a way more fun level. Where is that sounds amazing. Where is this Glastonbury Festival? It's, it's in, in England. Oh, it's, it's in, in England? Glastonbury, England. Yeah. It happens in um, the end of June every year, Every except they take a break every fourth year, I believe. And there's like massive oh, yeah. so acts. The fields regenerate or something, right? Yeah. It's, I think so there was, you know, anything from like Dolly Parton was there this year, Blondie, and then you'd have, I think, Kasabian, which is amazing, one of my favorite bands, Interpol, oh, cool. um, um, Rudimental, like all these, you know, it's just acts big, small, wide, old, everything. They've got them. And it's huge. This place is just massive. And it's, you know, we got there Wednesday afternoon. It was like a two-hour entry. You're lugging all your stuff, your backpack. I had my suitcase, your beer, like alcohol, um, your clothing, all your camping gear for a week. And then by f- it was we were there from Wednesday to Monday. It's a week long? The festival's Friday to Sunday, but then there's other stuff happening, and people get there early. Oh. So I kid you not, by Friday morning, I actually wrote a post about this earlier last week, um, but by Friday morning, I was like, Oh my gosh, I still have three days of this to go. I did not think I was going to make it. <laughs> like, just it was too much, so hardcore. Too much stuff going on, too much partying. Is that what it is? It was kind of like, okay, um, just had breakfast, so I guess now it's time to start drinking. And then um, consistently drinking from like 10 a.m. to as late as you're going to go to sleep. And then you walk around all day, you stand, you dance, you. It's crazy. And then there's the moments where it rains and it's so cold and Oh uh, really? It's, oh it didn't I didn't I forgot it's England. <laughs> it's England. Uh. It's, it's actually had a really beautiful summer, but of course during the most important moments it rains. Like during Glastonbury it rained and it was beautiful the rest of the summer. And then I went to a blogging right. camping festival actually randomly in August and the whole month was the whole summer again was amazing and just that one weekend was the most rainy weekend of the entire year it flooded in and everything it's just the weather really doesn't cooperate when it needs to uh you just you just yeah. gotta fight through it i mean the i'm looking at the lineup from 2013 and it looks pretty amazing um if anybody goes to the glassandberryfestival.co.uk you can go to the history section and uh i don't they don't have 2014 up for some reason but it looks like the arctic monkeys rolling stones mumford and sons um, a lot of really awesome bands, and 
There mm-hmm. seems to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven stages, something like that. And that's not even counting the worlds, okay? Oh my god. Not even god. counting the little worlds that happen within Glastonbury. It's out of this world. Holy crap. Oh, man. Eleven yeah. main stage eleven huge stages. That's incredible. And for the and the thing is, like the ticket, considering all the stuff that happens, is really not it's the same price as Coachella, I believe, uh-huh. and it's a million times bigger and has so much more to offer. Even if you didn't like music for whatever reason, there's something for everyone, and it's a family event. So there's kids, families, friends, and people of all ages. It's just this. It's super cool. I I'd always heard about it, but it wasn't until I was actually there that I was able to appreciate it for mm. its amazingness. Wow. Yeah, I I need to go. Uh, yeah, I I'm similarly. I'm in that and your old position, I guess, where I keep hearing about it and I hear about it, and now it's on my short list of like, yeah, as I'm big into festivals also, so it's like definitely on my short list of places to go. Uh, the only thing that um, have you been to Burning Man, Alex? I haven't been to Burning Man before, uh, actually. So I'll, I got I'm gonna go to Glastonbury, but you need to go to Burning Man also. Okay. Oh man, <laughs> it, it reminds me a lot. You know, talking about the worlds and stuff. Like, oh, it's that also is something else. Uh, I've I've talked about that pl- uh, on the show before, so I won't go too much into it here. Yeah. Uh, okay. But you know, it's uh, it's an awesome place. It's not a music festival. It's not. Like I've heard lots bands. about it. Like peace, yeah. love, and happiness. Right. Yes. I mean, there will be music there, but there's not like big name bands lined up and right. centrally organized, but it's just, it's an art festival. People it's, just bring whatever they want to it, and there's worlds there that are, it's, it is out of this world as well. <laughs> I'm sure that there's worlds that you could find that aren't even there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mental worlds. Um, yeah. um, and you, if you want to check that out, there's also, uh, if, you, if anybody has Netflix out there, uh, recently they put a documentary about Burning Man out, up. Did they? And, for people who haven't been there, I think I got a, a really good flavor of it, short of actually going. But you get to see a bunch of the different setups, a bunch, you know, the the founders get to hear their story, see a little bit of uh, the history, and then it goes into um, a Burning Man from maybe two or three years ago, I think, and it, it shows how they, you know, um, set everything up. Um, I want to know, yeah, this this is uh, what I want to know for for Glastonbury. What is the what is the fashion? What's the fashionista say <laughs> about Glastonbury? How do you dress for Glastonbury? Um, well, basically anything goes, right. and, and I'll, just, I'll use an English term, basically fancy dress, um, <laughs> which is dressing up as basically um, for as a costume. So you can go anything from like costumes, um, wigs, super stylish, like the latest fashion, bohemian, hippie, <laughs> but you know. Or you could just do whatever you want. Really, anything goes. The only thing that everybody has in common are wellies. So you have to have your rain boots. Because even if it rains one day, that means the field's going to be muddy for the rest of the, the festival. So you have to. So there's one common fashion statement, and that's definitely the rain boots, wellies. Uh, gotcha. That's I, a, I bet that's you there's some people at Glastonbury, though, that just go, you know, completely barefoot, right? And just, you know, no. embrace the whole... Th- no, Not really, really, you can't. Do you know wow. how deep the mud is? I mean, how deep <laughs> the mud could be? It's oh, very... Wow. Um, there's I th- pretty much... I'd Mud's say it's so deep, but the small... is even the, the staunchest of all hippies. <laughs> I'd say it's probably a very small percentage of people that, that would do that, and it might only be because their wellies got lost, or it got stuck in the mud and trapped, and it just kind of died like in quicksand, or... 
I don't know. Maybe you just so you're... got crazy and things and just lost everything. But no, that like <laughs> it's the day that you leave. It's like there was. It's a war zone. There's tents. There's wellies. There's raincoats. There's food. There's beer. There's sleeping bags. It's insane the way that the festival's left after everybody's mm-hmm. gone. It's, it's like I think it's hundreds of thousands of people that go to the event. So you wow. can. It's like total recon mission. You can get everything you could. Everything on the last day of the event is just left behind. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> wow. I, a massive cleanup crew. Or they just let people in and they start picking picking stuff. Like, um, you know, have some people who are uh, maybe less fortunate come in and start picking up rain boots. And they got rain boots, you know. Well, they used to actually donate everything to a charity. But ah. the process um, to actually pick everything up was so difficult. I think they've now changed that. I don't know all the details, um, but I think it's volunteers that are the cleanup crew. The, like volunteers come to clean up and everything, mm-hmm. so it's it's quite an ordeal. I mean, wow, that's that's incredible. I I, I mean, I, I just know the festivals are massive as is, and the cleanup is is crazy. But I mean, eleven stages. There's got to be hundreds of thousands of people there. This is sounds ginormous. Well, the funny thing is actually that um, I've t- I've t- I take I did take my boyfriend to Coachella. And when he went to my festival, he was absolutely in awe on the last day of the event because when we camped and then you looked at when, as everybody was leaving, everything was perfectly intact and there was no trash in the grass. So everybody picked up after themselves. Whereas over here, everything was like, it looked like a war zone. It was, it's crazy. (laughs) That's wild. Wow. America leading the way. (laughs) (laughs) Never would have thought that. Hey, I didn't speak for the whole U.S. I said L.A., okay? We're, we're pretty orderly people over there. Oh, uh, uh, okay. In California. I'm just playing. <laughs> Knows how to awesome. party. <laughs> uh, Alex, um, we would like to ask you one more question. Sure. Uh, before we let you go. Okay. Uh, we lied to you. We did have one prepared question. Okay, okay. Do tell. In your life, <laughs> uh, in your life what is something you haven't done yet? that you would like to do? Um, one thing, travel thing? Any, it can anything. be anything. Yeah, oh. so, something you want to do before you before you die. That revolves around travel, obviously. Everything <laughs> revolves That's around travel. That's perfectly okay. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> um, well, there's so many things I haven't done, but one... Well, to be honest with you, it's actually one easy one is when I start in 2008, my incentive was to visit all the world wonders. Mm -hmm. So Mm. before I knew that traveling was me, my life and my lifestyle, my goal was, okay, um, I want to go to Machu Picchu, the Taj Mahal um, and the Coliseum all hit like get to see all the uh, major world wonders. And that year I saw all of them except one, which is the Great Wall of China. So I guess that would be... um, the last what world wonder to really see on my list that I haven't made it. I haven't been to China. It's actually not even on my um, my calendar. Really, it's not even <laughs> in my in my travel plans. But I think that Great Great Wall of China will be one that'll be sitting there for a while. Gotcha. Yeah, awesome. So list. you've seen all the world wonders except well, for like, the Great Wall so far. Like the top seven plus the pyramids, okay. which are the only remaining ancient world wonder. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> I didn't wow. realize it. So wait, so so let's just, I just want to go through the punches. So you went Taj Mahal, 
you went to the pyramids, you went to the Colosseum. What are the other four? Christ the Redeemer in Brazil. Okay. Chichen Itza mm. in Mexico. Um, what are the other ones? I forget. I think you only have two more, I think. There's two more. Great Wall that I haven't been to. You haven't been to that, so one more, I guess. Ah, well, well, oh, there's a lot of them. <laughs> if you think of it, let us No, there's us, only a couple know. more I didn't remember. I always forget them. No, that's that's pretty no incredible, worries. though. I, I would like to, myself as well, um, go and see the Great Wall. I mean, go to China. Uh, I've, I've talked about going to China a lot, and I, I kind of had it in my sights, but then I kind of got to a point where I was too tired of backpacking hardcore that I just yeah. kind of opted to settle down instead, like in Chiang Mai, and yeah. just be comfortable. Um, but I still like also have this like idea in the back of my head, like, yep, uh, China is on the radar. Uh, but I, I just need to like recharge my batteries first, you know? Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I know. Definitely <laughs> have to. Otherwise it's really unfortunate, but what happens after a while is that things is just like, oh, it's just another beautiful sunset. Oh, it's another right. mind blowing yeah, exactly. beach. And that, there's nothing worse. There's nothing so much worse than that because that's so, I feel so guilty. Yeah. So the moment I start feeling that way, I'm like, uh-uh, I need to settle down. I need to stay somewhere for a while. And in all this time, I've never really settled. So this is my first time being here in England that I actually rented an apartment for six months and ah. got furniture and I have a microwave. And, this is your uh, first time in seven years, <laughs> like actually staying in one place for yes. a while? For wow. more than uh, more than a few months, yeah. So it's kind of a big thing going like happening right now That's in incredible. my life. Wow. How did you so last it, that long? Like I, after I eight like, months, I was like, "Ah, I'm gonna stay put." <laughs> I had two months here, four months here, but it wasn't like I. You were traveling with your boyfriends, it. though. I met him in 2010, so I traveled okay. for two years on my okay. own, and then okay. I've been traveling for um, the past four years with him. So okay, so part of it that the big part of it for me was like kind of you know feeling lonely when you're traveling by yourself, you know, you meet a lot of nice people, but you don't have that stability. I guess yeah. part of that gets eased if you're traveling with a significant other. So now you have at least some stability and of, uh, you know, relationships with you. So well, maybe yeah, that helps you. That does help, but you know, that is another, it's another conversation in itself because it's, you know, it's your friendships, you know, after seven years, you're, you're like, I'm like, your friendships start dwindling down the ones that you left behind at home. Right. And then it's kind of like you're going on Tinder to meet, like to meet like right. a girl or something. But you know, we also struggle because it's nice to, it's, we don't stay anywhere long enough to um, make a nice group of friends. And then when you leave and go somewhere new, it's like, Oh, you know, you just left this awesome group you've made and now you're leaving again. So right. it's also a bit of that. So, Oh, the turmoils of long-term travel for us. <laughs> Right. <laughs> We're such yeah. poor, unfortunate yeah. people. I know too yeah. many people. That's my problem, guys. Come on. <laughs> I'm too too stable. Too stable. Uh. <laughs> See, and then when are when are you leaving New York? When are you gonna go and keep him company in Chiang Mai? Uh, I am. Well, he's gonna come. Yeah, man. To me, unless Shunik's coming to visit me. You know that? Did he decide? Did he? Yeah, we booked a ticket. Uh, one of our high school friends is booking he, a ticket to, in two weeks to come down. He told so, me he was coming. Um, so, Mr. Castle, you need to follow suit. I think. I think. Yes, I agree. I would. I'm love to do it, Thank and you. I'm planning on next year. <laughs> next year in Jerusalem, or next year in Chiang Chiang Mai. Um, or both. Right. Or what? We'll have a. Or, or meet him in Chiang Mai, and from there you guys can make your way to Jerusalem. That sounds yep. great. Yeah. yeah. Or the Great Wall like, of what China. What an adventure. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a good adventure. 
Um, I I would love to do it. I just need to save up some some cash and get myself stabilized in New York to the point where I can leave for a few weeks or a few months or a but, few years or a few years. <laughs> I, we don't think it. in terms of weeks. It, it's I'm like much minimum. I'm. <laughs> I go. I'm gonna dip my toe. I'm not. I. I. I just. I'm too conservative. I can't do it. I just can't jump. Jump for immediately. I haven't gone. Jump I haven't gone really roof. international traveling. That much, so. Well, Uh-oh. dip your toes first, man. Do what you're next doing. Come and visit and uh, see. Yeah. It, see what yourself. Yeah, I've gone a couple places, but I really, really. Every time I talk to Mike, my heart. My heart yearns to travel every single time. It's like a, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a slap to my to my psyche every time. I just want to a yearn, a yearn to travel. So anyway, <laughs> well, until that you should feel that yearn, Alex. Thank you for helping me to uh, <laughs> yeah. to corrupt him. <laughs> my pleasure. I'm always happy to do some travel corrupting. Awesome. And and for our listeners out there, don't forget you got to go to travelfashiongirl.com. And go check out all of your uh, the tips. Packing tips. You, packing tips. All, Learn how to pack. You have, you have packing tips. You have a whole array of different correspondence for different areas. You can even request a travel um, packing tip. I found. Yeah, out. of course you can come oh, and perfect. there's. We're always happy to help. And then the readers always love getting involved on and Travel Fashion Girls Facebook page and the Facebook group. You know, it's a great community of women that chat. And you know, but you guys are guys. I don't want you to feel like you're not welcome onto the site as well because you mm-hmm. are. But you know, you'll just have to be a little creative when I'm talking about wearing, um, you know, bikinis. <laughs> then you guys will just translate <laughs> that into. Um, you know, well, hey, I'm in Thailand, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll wear one. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's quite fitting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. where is that Facebook page, by the way? It's facebook.com slash travelfashiongirl or something? Yep, exactly. Awesome. And Twitter handle is? Travel Fashion Girl. Um, T-R-A-V-L-F-A-S-H-N Girl. Ah, okay. Cool. <laughs> we'll, link up, well, we will link up to that uh, with the correct spellings of how to get there um, on our website. As awesome. always, we have a we have a blog post that goes along with every episode. You can find that at wtepodcast.com. Mm-hmm. So if you go on that website for the posting for this episode, um, you which should be, by my count, episode 44, um, you'll find the links to all the ways you can find Alex and Traven, Travel Fashion Girl. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for having me. It's been awesome, and I'm really happy to chat with you guys. And um, Justin, so hopefully next time... Um, I speak to you guys. You'll be also on the road with Michael. I yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's the goal. Um, but well, thank you very much. I'll be rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should put put a what is a Kickstarter together? So what, what what's that word I had before? Oh, yeah. A petition. We should get a crowdfunding uh, to, to Justin hitting hitting the road. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Or a petition. If, if enough people yeah. petition, I will, I'll just... It's a petition, We're going to yeah. start a petition. All right. Walking the Earth petition. For that Justin. along with um, Facebook and Mike Zuckerberg, yeah? Yeah. For um, a... Um, what was it? We need to have our own... Like, backpackers need need rights and travelers need rights on the um, Where Do You Live spot in Facebook. On Facebook, yes. yes. We do. We're going to start that, that trend right now, Mike. So <laughs> when, we, when, we, when we get offline, we're going to totally do that. Um, <laughs> Well, thank, thanks so th- much, guys. Oh, it's been <laughs> thank great. You. It's been great. Um, for our listeners out there, thank you for listening to Walking to Earth podcast. Don't forget to get your free audiobook 
at audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast because it can help with uh, if you got tr- motion sickness. So why not right. check it out? Um, <laughs> and- Definitely. <laughs> there, Al- Alex, Alex approves. Um, it's travel fashion girl approved for sure. <laughs> Boom. Stamp. <laughs> I do have my stamp. It's just gotten my stamp. <laughs> you have a stamper? Oh of course. I didn't just so, make that up. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, we're going to get travel fashion girl approved stamp. Um, don't, don't forget to check us out online at WTEpodcast.com. And thanks again, as always, for listening to Walking the Earth Podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. Next time on Walking the Earth Podcast, Little Bo Peep lost her sheep. But what Little Bo Peep didn't know was her sheep were digital nomads. And her sheep ran away to Chiang Mai, Thailand. Next time, Mike sits down with Damian Walter, a digital nomad who writes about digital nomads. And they talk about how digital nomads are like a modern counterculture. Like oh, the hippie okay. counterculture of the 60s and 70s, and Chiang Mai is like our San Francisco. That's next time on Walking the Earth Podcast, which will be posted next week at wtepodcast.com. Peace, motherfuckers. <laughs>